Howdy and welcome to this episode of Beers with Engineers, a group of people who firmly believe that if it looks dumb but it works, then it ain't dumb. This episode, it's question time. We analyse the possibility of a hydroelectric dam in the middle of the ocean, Sean's bizarre dolphin facts, and when will society introduce VR training for surgeons. If you're new to the podcast, head over to our YouTube channel, Engineering Dads, and check out how we turn our ideas into reality. Well, enough of me, on with the podcast. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Beers with Engineers. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I am joined by my two usual co-hosts, uh, Patrick Seymour and Jamantha. How are we? Very good, mate. Very good. How are you doing today? How's your weekend been? Pretty cruisy, pretty relaxed. Just uh, catching up on some sleep. Uh, how about yourself, Pads? I've been okay, yeah. Very, uh, very cruisy weekend so far. I went for a bushwalk this this morning with the old GF and uh, yeah, got lost in the woods and now I'm here, so it's all good. Well, it's good to have I'm glad you with you us, uh, see you alive. It, as long as you weren't naked and get startled by a deer, you should be all right. Nah, that was that was last season of Naked and Afraid. <laughs> Sorry, did you just say get stung by a deer? No, scared. Did you not hear the story? No, I didn't. Two people were in Royal National a few days ago um, on a bit of a nudie walk. And a deer came out and scared them and they ran off and they got fined a few thousand dollars because they breached COVID rules, um, like the duration of exercise, because it's not really exercise, and the location, it was outside of a, a reasonable distance. Um, I'm pretty sure oh, these two were just, yeah, they're on an LSD trip, I reckon, and they just uh, ran off into the it was a, It was a police, it was a police deer or something. Yeah. No, they can't, you can't, you can't be naked in front of a police deer. Yeah, it's a bit... A bit well, I think, um, I'm, boys, I'm... I'm surprised they weren't fined for being naked. There is a nudist beach in the Royal National. True. So they might have just been there. Maybe it wasn't a walk. Maybe they're just going for a swim. But uh, yeah, inappropriate, I guess. But, uh, I'm going to crack open a beer okay. and let's get into it. Sweet. Let's do it. Uh, not going to lie, I couldn't find my bottle opener, so I'm using a pair of pliers to take the bottle cap off. Please do not try this at home. Taking time there, mate. Oh, he's struggling a little bit. Yeah, it's the smallest pliers I've ever had. Ah, oh, jeez, got it out. Gotta, gotta hit the weights, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, that ten, use it. That, te- that, pe- that set of ten kilos dumbbells aren't doing it for you anymore. Anyway. Oh, Patty, I thought you would be used to small tools by this point. <laughs> oh, I was hanging out with you too much. Okay, yeah. Well, that's just the no you of arguments. <laughs> Come on, man, give me something smarter. You're better than that. I'm really not. I'm not the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> so, lads, yeah. I guess the point of today is um, we can ask each other a couple of questions, um, get each other's minds picking, and see how we go from there. What do you think? Yeah, I'd give it a Agreed. go. I think, Patty, you had the probably the most intelligent question out of all three of us. So, which one? The, the which question did you want? The uh, like the the hydro one. Oh, give me anything. Whatever question you had, even the one you didn't ask me. All right, cool. The uh, I was thinking about this the other day, like, and I don't understand why because it's like we have like, like okay, I don't know like the actual math about oceans and land mass and all that stuff, but I can only assume like the the basic stuff you learn in like high school and like geography and stuff like that, you know, in in, in your teens is that like two thirds of the Earth is water, 
correct? Or is that like is I assume it's probably more nowadays. Ninety percent. Ninety percent of yeah. Well, geez, that's that's fucked. Uh, oh. It's like sixty, I thought, but we can. You know what? We'll just Google it. But continue with your conversation, Patty. Okay, basically, so, like, there's so much water, like, why don't we, like, utilize, like, hydro dams and, like, hydro water, like, supply and, like, for energy? So, I was thinking, like, my question is, why isn't there a massive hydroelectric dam in, like, the middle of the ocean or in, you know, the Red Sea or, like, something, like, a big one where there's a constant tidal flow of water and that could power stuff? I mean, the, the the quick solution to it is hydroelectric um, stations utilize height. So what you need is water that's at one level and a place water comes out at a lower level. And so places like Jindabyne or Tamut um, or um, if you think even Tasmania, quite a rocky area with heaps of water on the top of the lands going down, they have a potential to take water, push it through a pipe and pressure is completely correspondent to the the height difference it goes to. That's potential energy, and um, and so with uh, with these dams that we build, the most efficient ones have to be at a very like significant height. You're thinking like three, four hundred meters difference between the head pond and the bottom pond. Um, even the run of river ones have some gap of thirty meters. Uh, if you just chucked a generator into the ocean. And had water go through it, the water would realize it's a like a a bit of resistance and just go around, and so it would just turn off completely. Yeah, so it's creating the nice path from like a top to a bottom point, and that potential gets converted to kinetic and then eventually electric energy. Like mm. in my understanding of it. Yeah, so basically, no, the- like so. So the height wise, is it like uh, is it the height because is the height because the water needs to be at like a speed to generate the energy, or is it just it runs through a certain, like, you know... Height necessarily, in a way, represents potential energy. So, the mm. more height you have, the more energy potential you have. And it's like kind of gravity. So, yeah. I mean, so- imagine, like, a, you roll a ball down a hill. That ball's picking up power as it's going. And eventually, when it hits something, the more it rolls, the more impact yeah. the hit's going to be. A great example of it that we can explain is... If you're in the ocean or if you're in a deep pool, you experience the same uh, phenomenon, right? If you go underwater and you keep going down and down and down, you can feel the pressure in your ears build up. You can feel pressure on your eyes, right? The deeper you go, the harder it is. And as you keep going down and down and down, that pressure increases quite significantly. Now, that doesn't matter if you're in the ocean or when you're in the pool. You experience the same amount of force at the same depth from the top to the bottom. Effectively, that force what you're experiencing is what for- the water experiences on itself down at that level. So the deeper, that, that bigger, that height, regardless of if it's a little bit of water or a lot of, lot of water, the pressure is the exact same. And so having a large distance, that large height between the top and bottom means that water can come out at a really high pressure and then that's better for efficacy and efficiency. Okay, okay. So, in terms of having it in the middle of the ocean, it's going to be very difficult to get um, a, a difference of height of a few hundred meters where you're holding water quite a bit high. A um, bit of a tangent to this, but this is something I thought was really interesting. There is a hydroelectric dam in China, which is so big that the water is it's moved like half a kilometer up, just half a kilometer up, then down. It's just like a battery, right? 
it's so much water in the top of this dam that it actually changes the speed of the earth. Yeah, imagine like you're spinning on one of those things uh, at a playground, right? And you know how if you pull, you go out, you if you like lean back on these, it goes a bit slower, but if you pull towards the center of this spinning thing, you go faster. Effectively, that water dam is like you moving back an inch on this spinning toy. The earth literally just slows and speeds up depending on how much water is going into this head pond and then back down and back up. It's slow. It's like half a second a year, but it's it's enough to measure a difference, which I thought was incredible. That is pretty crazy, man. And also to go back to it, so it is actually 96.5% of the earth that holds the water with 71% being just the surface. Actually yeah, the, I think we're probably talking 71 was the, the surface covering. That's what I was trying to refer to when I said 60. Ah, yeah, there we go. That's very interesting. Um, Yeah. I um had a bit of a question for you boys as well. Very, very generic. And also, I guess, something people are curious about if you want me to shoot it out. Fire um, up, bro. So, if we were to go to war again, hypothetically, I guess this is spoken about if World War Three. Are you planning something, James? Uh, no, definitely not. But all right, just making sure. Not, not, not yet, not yet. Um, what technology do you think we would see in a war compared to previous wars? I mean, okay, every engineering answer will always start with the same two words. It depends. Um, what's the scope of the war? How big are we talking? So let's just talk about another World War Three, for example. So then, there's no technology. It's 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 nuclear, and we're all dead. That's it. Yeah, hundred. That's it. The, you th- you think we resort to nuclear? All right. It's, oh it's, yeah, for sure. No, it's let's all, take, it's all going to be nuclear, like uh, bombs and drones and like. Let's let's take a step back and think of I guess World War One dominantly was I guess trench warfare in some parts, and World War Two was a lot of air warfare and some ground warfare. So let's take a step back and say, what if ground warfare were to happen again? That was the criteria. It, How it do you think that you would nuke them? Like. I, I I realize this is a very short answer, but we've reached a point in economics where, well, not economics and society, but as a whole, as a community, that if humanity went to war, they would drop bombs and they would nuke everything. Nothing would survive. The nukes would actually push the Earth out of orbit and we would just drift off into the fucking abyss that is the space. But I guess that's like, what if there were some ethics on it where they didn't want to kill innocent civilians like so let's put a criteria here and they were very strict and they could only use specific weapons i guess in ground warfare where they're very restricted how how do you uh, think it would compare to previous ground war i've never seen a war where any country stuck to ethics ever who who's the authority that or not even ethics just like uh bystanders like because i think a lot every single war at least I mean, I don't. I'm probably going to Google this as soon as I say it, but I think a heavy percentage of the casualties are just bystanders. Yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, if you look at recently what happened with um, Israel and Palestine, literally Israel was giving Hamas a heads up before they bombed them, saying, "Just letting you know, I'm going to bomb you in like a day or so. Mm. Uh, I'm going to bomb this specific building. You have this amount of time to get out. I don't care if you leave or not. I'm just letting you know." I guess but, that's what. We've yeah, seen you still have had hundreds of kids die. It's not like that information helped. It's not like they were being ethical about it. People, bystanders died. People going to work died because a missile missed and hit a different building. 
Yeah, uh, the ethics of it is a dangerous topic, but I'm just like, I've always wondered yeah. just what would where we would go I if just, we had to go back there again. I, I just looked up the percentage and uh, uh, Oxford econ- economist Paul Collier did a re- did the research and nearly 90% of casualties resulting from armed conflict were civilians. Damn. Yeah. So even even with the best intentions, I mean if you were in a situation ethically speaking that you could then win the war instantaneously but you have to break an ethic. But you would win. You would you'd be it. You'd write the rule book. You would you could erase it from history. Like many people who most of the victors in history did. Would you do that? And generally speaking, almost all of them have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, there's a I'm not going to talk yeah. about this cuz not a lot of people understand, but that's exactly what happened in the early Lord of the Rings universe. And <laughs> there's always a debate, an ethical debate about was he right or was he wrong. Do we but, go um, into Mordor or not? <laughs> yeah, I mean... At that point in the timeline, Mordor didn't exist. I mean, in terms of, like, war and profiteering, right? If we look back at history, World War One, right? Industrial Revolution, they start building machines that can kill people, right? You had machines that can make things, but you could also have machines that kill people. They were itching, itching to get to war. Try out these mustard gas. Try out this uh, machine gun that they just built. Like, the brownie, the tank. Oh, what was it? The uh, the Mark One, Mark Two, in the, the what was the German one? The really funky looking one, World War One, and then they went, okay, some ethics were broken there. Let's get rid of mustard gas. Let's get rid of um, things like that. World War Two came around. Very happy to. Ever since a bomb has been dropped in Hiroshima, there's not been a large conflict in the world. There's been small skirmishes. I'll give you that. Fair, but never, never to the scale that is a world war. If there is we would see half the population just Thanos, snap, gone. Easy. I guess one thing I'm curious about as well is, do you reckon if that would something similar would happen again, we'd see like a Black Ops 4 technology, like new like lasers and jetpacks and stuff on, on ground war? Do you reckon that mm. is something that's possible in the future? No, I think, I think profiteering because of... Thankfully, this is one of the best things about uh, capitalists, right? It doesn't make money. War doesn't make money. You lose workforce, you lose trade, you lose things. In, in like as a percentage of the world's GDP, Google and Apple and Facebook are making on a daily basis what the Spanish Armada would make over a year, kind of thing. That's probably an exaggeration, but trade is so much more valuable. War has become unprofitable. Doesn't matter how much you're spending on submarines or nukes or planes. There's no money in it unless you get money back out. Capitalism has driven it. War becomes so unviable that's not even on the board. They will make the decision. It's not going to happen. Hmm. Well, it seems to be pretty summed up in one, given the, I guess, politics behind it as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, like right now, Google and Facebook have more GDP power than the whole of Australia um, and pay almost no tax. They have effectively more more influence than one of the largest countries in the world. So, Absolutely. Will- we saw what happened between Facebook and, and ScoMo as well. That was pretty funny how they pretty much just shut him down. We're like, all right, sweet. We're not allowed to post any of your news then. That's not happening if you want to go and run your mouth. Yeah. I mean, in the end, Facebook won that. What do they, they still pay almost nothing and Australians still used Facebook after it. Uh, I don't think ScoMo was um, any better or opinion. I, th- I think Facebook's on the decline. I reckon it's. 
I reckon yeah. it's not so much on the decline, but it was funny. I remember <laughs> like five years ago at school, one of my mates said, Facebook's just going to turn to a porn site in 10 years. Now, not literally, <laughs> but I think it's going to go from what it is now to just people posting ridiculous stuff. Like just nothing but shit posting. Like a dumb Reddit. No. I just think the uh, there's always like the next start. Uh, there's always the next uh, app. There's always the next website. So mm. after Facebook was invented, uh, after Facebook was invented, there was Twitter. After Twitter, there was uh, the early Instagram, and then they kind of modernized and got a bit better, and more specific to photos and whatnot. And then after that, mm. there was Vine. Vine got cancelled. Then TikTok, and like in between, so like in between, there was Snapchat. There was all these different social apps that. Facebook's kind of became Facebook has become like a weird MySpace thing. Where it's like, I mean, I got Facebook, but I never use it, or I use it sometimes. I just use it for this one, like for Messenger. Like that's what I use Facebook for. I just use, use like Messenger, talk to you guys, talk to the missus, talk to whoever, mm. and the the way that it is now, a lot of it's now unpopular because. It's like what happened to MySpace. MySpace was cool with the kids, and then the parents started come, going onto it. That's what <laughs> happened now. So now all the all the older generation are using Facebook, thinking it's cool, thinking it's like, oh, I'm with the, I'm hanging out with everybody now. But now we're trying to find out. I have to get away from it. Yeah, I, that, I that, wouldn't. That, <laughs> I, I, that being said, I will admit that um, I wouldn't say older generations have have ruined Facebook. Um, I, I know that's not what you're saying. I know that's not what you're saying. I know that's not what you're saying. I'm just saying that all websites have to be accessible to everyone. Um, but I think I enjoy having another generation <laughs> use the same thing as me because, like, you get the odd angry boomer rant, sure, but then you get the random minion things, and just someone's like, "Oh, here's a recipe I made. It's really wholesome. I love that shit. I don't know. That's just I me. Love- yeah, I love tasty or something. I love a good, really, really good taste of wholesome content. Yeah, look, I honestly like, just use Facebook now for shit posting and keeping up with like summarized news, like Nuffy groups mm-hmm. and <laughs> the Nuff Pulse group. I just, I just use Facebook to keep up with Newsbot. I've, I've deleted Newsbot now. <laughs> oh, what? Oh mm. damn! I, I was wondering why I haven't seen anything. Yeah, I haven't done anything in like two months with it, so I, need, I think I'm just deleting the page. Um, damn. But yeah. All right. Well, that it's was. I think that was a very interesting question on war and how we got to talking about Karens on Facebook was a uh, uh, bit of a, a train wreck, but that's all right. We're back on track. We're talk- hey, we're not we're not dissing the Karens of the world. The Ka- we love the Karens. Everyone mm. named Karen is lovely and all good. And please don't hate us. Continue, Sean. No, it was your question. <laughs> okay, well, I've got I've got a few questions, and this is a this is an interesting one. Um, dolphins. Okay, dolphins. We all know dolphins. Our dolph. Dolphins, freshwater or seawater animals? Aren't they? F- aren't they? I feel like this is freshwater. Pretty- yeah, that's I mean, you see, you see, you see them in the ocean. I mean, they're yeah. obviously seawater. They live in the sea. Did you know. know they're actually both? Ah, there's no. Well, sorry. Most dolphins that you are aware of are seawater creatures. However, there is a breed of dolphins that evolved in the Amazon rainforest, Amazon rainforest, to go up the river from where the from the delta where it met the ocean, and have now re- reside in the freshwater of the Amazon rainforest. And one of the things that is really remarkable is one because the water is full of sediment and dirt it was pretty much impossible to see. These things are pretty much blind. They're very blind. 
but also uh-huh. they are pink. Like fully pink? Fully pink. Fully pink blind dolphins roam the Amazon rainforest. Did you know that? No, but I could imagine just going canyoning in like some sort of freshwater canal and like you're just going down and then you get visited by a little pink dolphin. Just goes, I will show you the way. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that. The only dolphin fact I knew is that they're the only animal besides humans to have sex for pleasure. Yep. And I think they... I think they have been accused of raping people as well. That's... Probably. That's a weird trivia thing, but I think I, I, I'm pulling out the back of the recesses of my brain there. Well, they yeah. also they, they also use 20% of their brains, whereas humans only use 10% of our brains. <laughs> True. That is just absolutely... <laughs> Limitless. We're back oh, on that, that really annoys again, me people say that. Oh, uh, yeah. Nah, I was actually... Uh, would you brought up dolphins. I watched this, uh, like a... I watched the, uh, like... The 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown, that comedy, that Jimmy Carr comedy sort of countdown show like that with Matthew oh, yeah. English and whatnot. And that Catherine Ryan comedian was on it. Super funny. But she made a joke, like, kind of comparing men to dolphins. It was like, I, li- I like men the way I like my dolphins. I only enjoy them on holidays. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. I was like, I like your style, lady. I like your style. Fair enough. That's that's fair argument. Each to their own. I love it. Each to their own. That was a very interesting, interesting fact about dolphins, Sean. Well, yeah, that was, that was just something know, that um, popped in the back of my head. And the reason I brought it up is because I remember a story a friend told me. Um, she did an exchange to Brazil. And this is when she was 18. Um, and so they were sleeping on the river in these boats. And she was like under the moon. So she couldn't really sleep that well. And she just looked up and over, over the water... In the reflection of the moonlight, a pink dolphin jumped out of the water in front of her. I was like, "Sorry, there's a dolphin in the, the Amazon rainforest," and that was um, that kind of put me down that path. It was a really, really wholesome story, and it kind of pushed me down the exchange program uh, uh, kind of path. Anyways, that was my question. Um, Patty, we'll throw it back to you for your next question. Ooh, okay. I got. I have one. It's an odd one. Okay. Because we're kind of like not really on like the... Te- we're going on a bit of a tangent of like non-engineering, but I'm going to use this to like uh, answer like a personal opinion question. Mm-hmm. Now, basically, which moon, which movie universe would you want to have as a reality? Not, not, the, not the one that you don't want to live in, but the one that you think will probably be best for society. So... I'm like because like you know cinematic universe like the Marvel DC like like even like a Disney princess universe like it doesn't really matter <laughs> like or, like Total Recall whatever. What is the best for society? I, I wouldn't like everyone would be like oh definitely Marvel. Honestly, like that's probably the no, worst. No, that's terrible. That, that is yeah. the worst one to live in. Like the technology wise, technology based, yes, great. However, it's the most deadly one. Like the mo- has the most has oh. the most casualties. It has the most deaths. Literally, yeah. like the worst people. Like it's like, dude, that's so hard though. Because I feel like most movies and like series create this utopia that is really an underlying dystopia. It's actually yeah, terrible. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Like, well, I mean, the Marvel universe is based off the human universe. Like, it's got the the segregation. It's got the 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 dark history. It's got the the same things that our history has right except it's also got genocide and then like mass events where people die and a snap where half the population disappeared um (laughs) arguably marvel is a step back in terms of how reality would be i think that's that's a poor poor choice 
Um, no, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't choose. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, like, I think you're you, right. He's not like an example of like I wouldn't choose that one, even though it's like the most known universe currently, because like Marvel is literally running cinema current right now. That 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 in uh, the st- movie studio A twenty four. Yeah, I mean, the, if you want to go like, <laughs> okay, another terrible. Oh no, I'm just thinking of bad examples. Like Hunger Games would be a fucking awful example, right? I mean, someone would be like, oh, but, like, everyone's in their own areas and they're doing their one job and they're supporting, like, a central hub. They're all, it's all, like, socialism, communism. It's so good. It's like, no, no, that's that's actually awful. Then thinking, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is this is hard. Nothing with robots because robots in movies always just, like, end up killing people. No. I've got, I've got one. The one that I would want to live in is the Futurama universe. Oh, yeah, fair because like I just think like it's basically our universe except it's just highly more advanced. Mm. Unfortunately, I won't say that advantage until the year 3000. However, when I get there it's going to be fucking So sick. effectively it's the exact same universe, <laughs> nothing's changed, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Uh, that hey, sexy that, mama. That or oh, actually yeah. the Good uh bender. That or maybe the uh maybe the uh Maybe the Pirates of the Caribbean universe. I think that's absolutely been- not. No, that's groovy. terrible. I think I'm being groovy to live in. You're just sticking on to the pirates again, aren't you, Patty? <laughs> a little bit. He's nah, obsessed but- with them now. I love a good part. Pi- I love pirates. Bro. Oh, the I booty. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say the Nani universe because I can't think of anything else. Yeah, oh, I'm thinking the Game back of Thrones the- universe. Oh, that's Game terrible one. Two- too much politics. Too much politics. Too too much. You know what? Too much drama. There's so much fucking drama going on in, in Game of Thrones. Like everyone, just chill out. Just be one of the pe- like. If I was gonna be in the Game of Thrones, I want to be like a peasant in like the like the, in the bottom streets of King's Landing. You know, like where like Gendry lives in like season seven or something. Like <laughs> okay, just down I've, there. I figured it out. I know exactly what universe I want to live in, and most Aussies will hopefully know this. But the Big Lebowski show universe. Oh god. Like. <laughs> there is nothing I can't think of anything oh, better no. than no, no, no. getting high with a Sasquatch. That's amazing. Uh, a, a universe where, like, you get high with a Sasquatch. You geez. can't get what. Let's. The tumors are dead at this point, so that's that's a good thing. There's no tumor apocalypse. Mm. We're just. What are you going to be? Actually, you know what? A be an interesting universe to live in. The one in time. The movie with Justin Timberlake. And uh, I've forgotten the actors, actress's name. Amanda Se- Amanda Seinfeld. Yeah, it was the idea that you've... And this has actually been... Um, this has been a, a dystopian utopia kind of thing. Um, book that came out. I'm not sure which one, but it was a story that's been released about the idea that after a while we would fix aging and you wouldn't age. But how would you have a class divide if everyone stays the same age? It's the idea that people would, some people would have to die for some people to live forever. It's mm. just a, is the same way they would manage the same class divide that is, exists now. Instead of money, it's time. Um, Sounds like I, the elves and the men in Lord of the Rings. No, no yeah. I know what movie you thought about, the uh, In Time. It's mm. a, oh, In really Time, sorry. Yeah, yeah it has Amanda, Amanda Seinfeld in it. And it's like, I know what you mean because when he get, gains all that like, time and stuff, he's like living in like, you know, the ghetto basically of like, mm. of the of, of the world there but you think goes like play poker yeah. and like, they're they're betting you know they're betting decades they're betting like millenniums on like on hands of poker and it's like 
and yeah. it's best basically like basically that's their, that's their currency like how much it's sort of like ask the question of like it's like how much how much how much how much is time worth to you yeah have you guys ever seen or read the book brave new world by Aldous huxley i have not I, very very interesting movie based on classes i think a, i think a show came out on stand about that actually it did, and it's a very terrible adaptation of it. But it's basically, <laughs> basically, there's like a futuristic city, and there's the Alpha class, Beta class, um, Charlie class, and it keeps going down. And there's no such thing as love anymore. So there's the outsiders, and those people can now love because they live outside the city. They're taking the piss out of like they're just seen as just scum of the earth. And basically, what these guys do is they take a drug called Soma that makes them feel really happy, and always just takes away negative thoughts um and these guys all have orgies like there's no sex between one person you can't fall in love with one person so the idea of it is everyone's always happy and the government's controlling this they're making sure everyone has soma and the alpha class rule the beta class and the charlie class and so on no that's that's cool like i'm gonna read that book actually but very very good read (laughs) You just want to see the... What you? He's just hoping it's a picture pop-up book, Patty. <laughs> get, get the images yes, of the orgies. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Oh, wow. Well, this is the utopian social yeah. class. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, go on, go on my second favorite streaming site. Uh, I think it's called... Uh, I think the French call it Bunab. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sean can confirm. He's part Canadian. Uh, yeah, no, the Canadians aren't, aren't into that kind of French. It's uh, stayed behind in the motherland. Um, okay, <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't allow that kinkiness and that hair. No, obviously not. Well, let's let's move on to the next question there, shall we? Uh, James, have you got the next one? Yeah, I've got a pretty interesting one that I've been seeing a lot lately. So VR is pretty cool and it's coming a long way. And I saw that now surgeons are using it for like replacements for MRI and looking at new 3D scans and whatnot. And even looking into practicing it for highly complicated surgery. Very, very cool if you're doing like complex heart surgery. But like, I'm worried that if you were to practice that, they would do a measurement, for example, we're going to go, oh, we're going to go 13 millimeters down that way and go that deep into the heart. And they fix on that and they go to do that and it doesn't actually replicate it and they end up killing that person. Do you guys think like a VR surgery helps a surgeon or potentially makes it worse? I think think beforehand. Like before we actually do the surgery, it probably will help. Well, that yeah, yeah that, that that's what it's there for. So if you're doing heart surgery, it's like oh, this valve. So they get the they do an MRI and they get like a 3D image and CT scans and whatnot, and they be able to 3D model the heart, for example, so they know how long the valves are, where like clots are and whatnot, and how to release them. I'm just trying to think of how that would be adapted in real life, and if it would actually help surgery or risk the patient more because they've relied on it so much, but haven't accounted for error. Because I don't know how you would account for error or something like that. I think they would probably do like a like a test on like in order to get that they'll need a million different scenarios that could have happened in any given yeah. time frame of like a sec like a split second and like you go in at the wrong angle and then you know like you mm. you've nicked this artery which then will cause this. So what do you do now? So it'll be great for like. It'll be great for like doctors in medical school that are doing the training, so they can do the visual, like the the VR, and like like do that as like their practice and like goes to thesis and stuff. But obviously, 
I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, I would not trust a doctor if they've only done VR and nothing else. Like I would be like, well, that, nah, yeah, skip, dude. give, give. Like I wouldn't trust them. But dude, that's cool. That's cool to think about because, like, obviously, you think of how surgeons start. They'll start off as a resident and shadow a surgeon, but doing the VR um, practice in their in their courses and what I think going into it would actually push them so much further. And I guess, what are you saying? Like, you would account for the worst case scenario. Yeah, like you, you can't. You, you would need to, like, especially if you're. It's like. You, I'm kind of picturing, you know, real life operation here, like you know the game. Obviously, obviously, you wouldn't find a clock in the stomach, but you would feel fine. You, maybe you will, depending on the sur- depending on the surgery, you might find a clock in there. Might find but, a funny bone yeah. in the elbow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good one, Sean. No, that's actually one of the parts in the game. That's what I was referring to. Um, I'm aware. I, I'm aware. Okay, it sounded, like sounded like you weren't aware of it, and you were just saying it was a it was a funny whip when it wasn't. Um, in answering your your uh, question there, James, I think initially VR will come in as it is currently, where it's just training education, and then maybe displaying of results. Where, but actually completing um, surgery, I think you're looking at 10, 15 years off. Even today, we've had um, planes land themselves. Like, the planes can pretty much fly themselves from A to B. That's that's part of planes. So if you lose both pilots, you just press a button, they'll land. Um, that being said, you still have pilots on board. Yeah, you still... Uh, even though you're only allowed illegally required to land a plane one in ten flights, um, planes are pretty much always landed by pilots because it's smoother, it's better. You'll see the same with surgery. People aren't going to go down that path of saying, yeah, I'd rather have VR do it. That being said... If we get to the point where VR actually is superior to like seeing it with your hands and see, being able to zoom in and, and be there, you could imagine like if you're in the middle of the outback, uh, a drone comes over, drops this like tub or a container, you lie in the container, and from Sydney, a doctor starts completing surgery through VR remotely for a few thousand kilometers away and saves someone's life. I mean that could be a, that could be a future we could work towards, uh, but right now, yeah. yeah, I don't think that's the path they'll take. They need to be damn sure. And I like the fact that we're having this conversation. There's too many questions about it, so they'll they I, won't I don't do know that to the end. I don't know if I was clear on my question exactly. I think I mean surgeons practicing using VR and then going and doing the surgery for more specificity, not oh, yeah. a robot doing so. Oh, for sure. Work, then VR is definitely the no. solution. Yeah. No, they'll, yeah. they'll do it. I kind of look at so, this. At, you, you mentioned planes before and like before you're a pilot, obviously you do like going like the, like, like the test. Yeah, you do like, heaps of VR. Like a compu- yeah. A computer gen- like, it's a computer generated uh, like a... Virtual reality. Yeah. A simulator. Yeah, like virtual reality. So a simulator. Exactly. Yeah. So it'd be like a, a surgeon simulator. Like, mm. something like that, I reckon. You would just use VR to supplement the training. Um, but I yeah. think the the question, I think, just d- delved further down towards how could it then provide greater service? And that was uh, providing the actual surgery itself. That is actually I mean, a genuine possibility. I, I just did a quick Google of Surgeon Simulator, and a bunch of games have already popped up, so we're not far <laughs> off in the future. I, mean, I feel like it's good for... Games? They'll have so much fun. Uh, I feel I like mean, it's good for training. And for assuming the worst case scenario. Yeah. No, for sure. I reckon further down the track, in like 30 years, you could probably see the first VR surgery. Let's say, hmm, what year is it, 21? 35. I reckon 2035, you'll see your first VR surgery. 
Is it is it our first prediction of the sh- of the uh, podcast? I prediction I, of the future. That's my prediction. Yeah, I won't put money on it, but that's my. Uh, I put a case of beer on it. How about that? A million dollars. I don't think we'll see One. robots doing surgery in my lifetime. No. Actually, I, what do you mean? I there are trust a robot. There are robots doing surgery. Uh, complete surgery on their own for the whole time. I don't think that's... Oh, wait, sorry. There's automated control and you've got like... Wait, no, there are some surgeries like uh, like skin uh, removal and like um, detection of cancer cells and then instantly removing them and stitching that back up. There are some which haven't been tested, but they currently operate and um, they've never been tested on a human, sorry, but they do work. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. See if I can find a link for it. Anyways. Moving on. Sean, um, next question. What do you have for us? All right. A quick one. Okay. So, this is this is more... Um, this is a, a knowledge uh, test question. Okay. So, before Mount Everest was discovered, what was the highest peak on Earth? Think you about it. Think about the options. Questions. <laughs> Mount Fuji? <laughs> It was also Mount Everest. The height does not change if it was discovered or not discovered. Ah, <laughs> oh, so it was more of a riddle question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That was a dumb question. I'll move on. All right. Here's uh, here's this, the next question. <laughs> this this bitch. Like, give okay. Us, give us the cheeky questions. Why is time travel going backwards not possible? <laughs> oh, so Stephen Hawking's good old theory. So you can only travel forward in time, basically. Basically, the way I understand it is you have warping that occurs and that's like creating wormholes and whatnot. Um, and uh, I don't know how do we try and explain this without sounding like I'm trying to be technical. Basically, like at a photon, you have particles that are going so fast at the speed of light and then traveling back. So, in, in the interest of traveling at the speed of light, you can only go forward in time um, traveling back in time through a wormhole hasn't been proven possible yet. Yeah, well, like we we can prove that we can travel forward in time. Um, pretty much what James is talking about there, the warping. Um, he also touched on it. It's 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 called time dilation, and this is what yeah. the Flash uses um, in the DC universe. The idea that the faster you travel, things around you stop making sense. And so, right now, if I stand here and oh, sorry, sit here, um, I experience gravity. I experience pressure of air on me. I'm not moving, and except with the acceleration of the Earth spinning. However, if you start speeding up, things stop making sense. Gravity it is the same, but the actual weight, your weight, exponentially increases. You go from being a ninety kilo man to a few thousand kilogram man. Because what it's doing is the world starts realizing you're accelerating too fast and starts putting in barriers to slow you down. Time starts to stretch. Um, your The mass changes like we talked about. The other one, length, becomes uh, non-regular. And so we, we actually, they did a test of this in the Hadron uh, Super Collider, the, the, Bern, Bern, the CERN Super Collider, where they had a, a particle that del- like dies in, like let's say, a second. It just immediately dies within a second of what being released. Through the super collider, traveling at close to the speed of light, it took seven seconds to die. So we can prove that you can travel into the future. What, what would be one yeah. second is realistically seven. And 
if you had a twin, this is another thought experiment, and one of your twins went to a spaceship and went around a black hole and came back, if you had aged five years on Earth, they've aged one. They, that's a thought experiment that they can more or less prove. One of the reasons why you can't go back in time um, is, well, obviously that speed of light uh, is a constant. And the closer you get to it, the, the more difficult it is. And surpassing it, I mean, nothing we can prove has surpassed the speed of light. But I wanted you guys to think about it this way. Um, those Back to the Future movies or any movie where you go backwards in times, um, if, for example, you had the common cold from 2000 and went back a thousand years and you just said hello to like your great-great-great-grandparents and then just bug it off, but you accidentally gave them the cold, that would wipe out the entire population of the planet. And therefore, you wouldn't be born and you couldn't travel back in time. I disagree. Nope. That's not, that's not a point to disagree about. That's a fact. No, I think wormholing creates different realities and different timescales at once. I don't think you're in the same timeline. I Can- think Marvel got that right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're pulling my leg here, right? I don't. I, I don't know much about this. All I do know is because I did bring up Futurama before, and that is the reality mm. I would love to live in. Because they actually have a, I think they made a point about this because they made a, like the, the prof- like the main professor in it. He made a time machine. They go in. They accidentally go in like a hundred. Like instead of going like I remember this episode, and they go through it twice over. Yeah, instead, instead of going like it. one minute in the future as as planned, they end up going like a hundred years in the future. Like no, like one minute in the future, they go undergoing like a hundred years in the future. Everyone's wiped out, and it's like they keep on going and going and going until like because they can't go backwards, and the, and the professor makes that very clear. It's like we can't go backwards. Like it's not how that's not how fucking tra- time travel works. Yeah, no, I he was he was exact about that. I didn't know if if that was correct, but you can only go one way in time. So correct. I can only imagine you can only go forward in time, but you can speed, but you can probably speed yeah. up the the forwardness if you wanted to. Yeah. Oh, so, I, I, I was I was pulling your leg, by the way, Sean. Oh, okay, because like, even you can't, you can't create a new reality. <laughs> because um, even the uh, you know you know, but, you know what? Just for fun, I also disagree. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's kind of like. Sure, but basically what Sean and I explained was similar to relativity and that's why it really doesn't make sense traveling at the speed of light because in theory if you were to travel at the speed of light you would inevitably stop time yeah well everything and- around you would look like it's going in slow motion when realistically you're going fast yeah so like if you were to travel at the speed of light and exit earth and say you were to watch me do it Patty, and then you aged however many years and then I returned you wouldn't be there anymore, even if I, even though I travelled at the speed of light to a planet that's a certain distance away and came mm. back because Earth actually would have. And I actually heard something similar the other day. So the stars that you see in the sky actually might not exist anymore. So because they're travelling at the speed of light, by the time they get here, a supernova or a black hole could have already happened, but we haven't registered that yet from yeah. our point of view. Uh, I heard about that. Isn't it the, the brighter the star... The, the like the brighter the star is, it's not no longer there. Mm, like or so, depends. Like depends like on that. the star. There's like different star types of stars. Depends on the density. What's its main fuel? Um, yeah, there's you, a lot more variables than just that. Yeah. Do you guys want to hear a terrifying thought experiment? Hit me. Okay. So um, 
the have you guys ever heard of the um the horizon of a black hole you've heard of it before Yes, yes, okay. to pretty much the entry point of black hole where particles are going in and out very fast. It, it's the point of no return. Once you pass the horizon, you can't return from it. So imagine, James and Patty, you are astronauts going around a black hole, and one of you... Who who, who wants to go into the black hole? Just as a, as a question. Right. Patty, you're no, going you in? you got balls. All right, they, you've chosen the bad decision. Okay, so this is why. If, for example, you are both near the, the horizon and James just pushes you slightly towards the the horizon, everything for you would seem normal. But you would literally watch James just die and fade to dust within seconds. But time for you is completely normal. Can I go back? No. Once you've gone in, no, you're gone. Absolutely not. Black holes are black because light can't escape it. You can't travel the faster Nothing. than light. Nothing can escape a black hole. And then... So, so here's, here's, a, here's an interesting... So, that's terrifying, right? It's fucking terrifying. Um, I'm just would, playing my entire life. I was like, okay, I'm going through the black hell. What do I do after that? Like, uh, I need to find a ship to go home. Yeah, no, well, the ships but, wouldn't survive. The gravity would be so heavy and intense. Uh, you'd be squished my, and my stretched. Home, my home wouldn't be there. I'll be dead within seconds. Like. Mm. It's, it's a terrifying thought. An idea that you would be stretched so, within kilometers after that. You would just go... Zoink! be torn apart Sean, it's terrifying oh i want to go back to the time travel um back to the base of the question right yeah about how traveling back in time has not been proven possible yet and i know you've started or midway through reading the brief answers to big questions book mm-hmm. so stephen hawking when he talks about time travel i can't really explain this that well but he emphasizes on the fact that wormholes happen in the quantum realm mm-hmm. the quantum quantum mechanics and those wormholes are so small that we haven't actually been able to replicate them to a certain size. But he does talk about how wormhole technology can potentially allow yeah. us to travel back in time. Look, I'm not about bashing theories, but I'm, from what we know, going back in time wouldn't be possible. And even the Marvel Universe, that, that thing was, it's one timeline. It's always one. Even if you create and go back and create another one, that just becomes the new timeline. That it, it just bumps around, then returns to normal. Um, I mean, the timeline theory of uh, is possible, but there's no physical way to test that. There's no way that you could get <sighs> something that checks that exists. So it's always going to be theory if, for until the we thing, can. The funny thing is, you, you think you think of physics, right? And basically, the thing with physics, energy always tries to find its lowest point which means, in a way, time would never create its own new dimension. So, what? <laughs> it's interesting, though, because they talk about how physics dies in the quantum realm, how theories they've created no longer make sense. So, I'm keen to see what they are, what physicists discover in the next 10 to 15, yeah. even beyond. Well, the, the, I think the thing they're testing, and this is, again, back to Stephen Hawking's, is right now we exist in the Newtonian physics, right? Force equals mass times acceleration. Uh, every action has an opposite and equal reaction. That's standard. The faster you go, that's Newtonian physics, right? That's relativity, time dilates, mass changes, uh, length expands. And then finally, the new one is the Hawking physicists. And that's when you approach things like a black hole. And this is when nothing makes sense. Like there's, there's tiers of physics. There's things that always exist. And then there's a barrier just at the black hole where nothing makes sense. And maths, one could equal yeah. three. Like, that's 
I mean, the engineers say pi equals to three. In that reality, that could be <laughs> that could actually happen. Yeah, because we can't even see the fourth dimension, and like they talk about, hey, if you go back to the Big Bang, could just be a black hole that's got so much energy compacted that it just caves in on itself mm. and matter starts again. So it's like a big, big bang, big crunch, and that just repeats itself over and over. Similar to your Futurama example, Patty, that's basically what happened when they kept going forward in time. Eventually, everything crunched and restarted again. <laughs> You're right, Patty. So yeah, I'm just, oh, I'm just, uh, my mind, my mind has been shattered, bros. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, you know what, uh, Sean. You got balls. I'll allow it. <laughs> you got balls. I like it. Hey, kid. I'll, I like, I like your, it. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> well, um, on that horribly depressing note, um, I think maybe we'll wrap up the podcast there. Make it a bit of a short one because that was more of a... Uh, I was going to say on a fun note, chat. It really wasn't at the end. That was quite depressing. <laughs> I but it was you, a chat Sean, like, It was a chat, a chat that needed to be have. I think it's an interesting one. I think that the idea that if you went back in time, you would create um, a contagion that would kill out the population you never been born, and then what? That's, that's, that's like, funny. I feel like feel, feel like the real question is what it, what would, what would happen if the coronavirus was like in the eighteen hundreds or something? Well, the Black Ooh. Death was like sixteen hundreds, I think. Yeah, and that, and they got through that, and that was a terrible virus. It still exists now, but and then, yeah, then the Spanish, it's... then the Spanish flu was in like nineteen seventeen, sixteen. That's that sort of time yeah. area. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, the thing with COVID is, this is not the first time we've gone through something like this. Mm. I mean, and the the, it's... the difference is that we have antibiotics now. Black Death would have died out within a year if we had those antibodies and penicillin and such like that. Um, nowadays, uh, it's only things that are resistant like the coronavirus, that is a threat. But even then, we have advanced healthcare and whatnot. So um, if coronavirus was back then, yeah, it would have been awful. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> would have been a shit show. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. It would have, it would have been... Um, like, you've seen what it could do to the world with the 2% efficient killing machine. Imagine it would be closer to 10 and the same um, ability to spread. It's terrifying. Would have been would have been like if there was a virus going around. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, some interesting topics we've been on here, boys. But I think on that note, it's time we are. Uh, I think it's time to wrap up. up. I think we've had a good chat, um, and uh, I've enjoyed this beer, and I've uh, enjoyed a bit of a stretch of the old brain. Thanks, everyone. Before you go, please uh, have a consider uh, of subscribing to our YouTube channel. We also have a Patreon set up, so any support you guys our way keeps us going. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.